0: Good evening everybody. It is season five, episode twenty-seven of the UK Cowboys Podcast. I'm joined tonight by Rich. How are things, sir?
1: All good, mate, all good. I'm just turning you down because you're quite loud and lively for Tuesday night. <laughs> that's never like me. All right. <laughs> How are things going? All good, mate. All good. All good. Be better if we'd won on the weekend, but you know, CLV.
0: That that that's true. Very, very true. Um, I suppose, look Rich, the initial thoughts I mean, a lot of of roosters came home to roost on Sunday night. A lot of things you have said repeatedly this season happened in that game and killed the chance of us building any momentum so give us the initial thoughts
1: Oh Jesus Um, Yeah, these are the sorts of things I don't like because it just makes me sound a bit a bit arrogant um but yeah there's there's a couple of things i mean the main one being obviously the the offensive line and not even the run game because running the ball was perfectly fine but specifically the line play mm-hmm. um but in fairness on both sides um frankly they they just they just got bullied um but this yeah. is one of the reasons why you well, I believe that Dallas needs to have, Dallas specifically, needs to have a big, strong offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, because you otherwise come unstuck against teams like this. Yeah. Um, run defense has always been a problem. Um, it has been patched. They were actually stopping them. But when you have. Teams like this, it's a game on the road. You have problems with penalties. Like you said, a lot of things, a lot of roosters come home to roost. Every, a lot of things start to stack up. You are in a situation where the best sort of remedy for all of that is having your offense be able to score and, and keep up, even just keep up on the time of possession to stop them scoring, but ideally putting points on the board. um, Getting ahead. To enable your defense to be able to play the way that they want to play, which isn't the way that you know is, is going away from their weaknesses. It's playing to their strengths, not their weaknesses. Yeah. Not how everyone else wants you to play. Um, mm-hmm. You you can't do that without a lead. And yeah. if the passing game's not going, you got to be able to run the ball decently. but uh, mm-hmm. be able to control at the line of scrimmage, um, which will help the passing game, but they they didn't seem to be able to do it. But the the flip side of that is they did have some success running the ball, but because they weren't able to do it early enough or they didn't do it early enough um, and they weren't able to put points on the board, mm-hmm. they got pigeonholed into having to throw the ball and try to throw the ball and banging heads on the wall. and The same mm-hmm. result. And that's how it turned into the travesty that was, the bullying mm-hmm. in Buffalo. Yeah.
0: Like one of one of the big things coming out of that game, and Joe Joe has made the point here, and it's, I know it's a big thing of yours, obviously, is to me the lack of tackling was bad, especially mm. from our defense. And I mean, you're a big rugby guy, Rich, and it's it's your one thing you hate seeing guys being soft in the tackle. Yeah, and that's you, what was on display.
1: Yeah, and uh, there's multiple people. If you listen to any kind of Cowboys podcast generally, mm-hmm. definitely the ones on DallasCowboys.com, but numerous other ones as well, as well as ours, Yeah, you will be hard-pressed to find a show, especially leading up to a game like this or a team like this, where someone doesn't say you have to tackle them properly. You have mm-hmm. to tackle people with intent. You have to yeah. tackle them with purpose. You have to tackle through them and tackle them all the way through to the ground. Because otherwise yeah. they're gonna shake you off. Whether that's ooh, about the specific ooh. player or, or multiple people, it'll happen. Um and that's exactly what happened. And this is one of those instances which has been a bit un uncharacteristic of late, admittedly. Yeah. But yeah, if you're not gonna do it, you're just gonna add another layer of woe to mm-hmm. this catalogue of stuff that's 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 stacking up. It's it's not a great recipe. Yeah.
0: And kind of, kind of some of the points I kind of jotted down here Um, in regards to to the game itself, obviously. Look, it's another poor road performance. It's another defeat against a team above 500. And I kind of said this to you guys on Sunday night, I, you know, our injury starting to affect us, given that we obviously had Jonathan Hankins and Malik mm. Cook missing. And obviously we're still missing... Um. Leighton Van Der Esch and Stefan, or Trayvon Diggs as well, you know, and then during the game we had Zach Martin went out with an injury and sat out most mm-hmm. of the game. You know, is the, is that a concern?
1: It It is. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, the the Cowboys have made solid attempts to try and patch up the run, the run defence. And
0: yeah. they're
1: having snags, as a lot of teams are this year, with, with yeah. this time of year rather with injuries it it happens every year um you there's only so much you can do a lot of teams and one thing one person said before to me was that the difference between dallas and a lot of other teams is the importance they put on depth um especially at specific positions and and i completely agree dallas i don't think personally does or has done a great deal of that um Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, however they choose to address it, they feel they're happy with what they have. It never seems to work out. But the the injuries yeah. are definitely a concern. But the one thing I will say is um, your defence actually showed up. They, mm-hmm. st- they were stopping them. Yeah. They scored, OK, and they stopped them again. They scored and they stopped them again. The problem was... Penalties. Yes. Timely. Timely penalties. Bad penalties. Yeah. Cost them. Nearly every... That I said it on the second drive. The, the, the scoring drive that the Bills had. Yeah. I said, look, it's another penalty. They're going to score again. And then the next time there was a penalty and when they could have stopped them. Was, yeah. yeah, but they've, they've, they've scored again. Um, and now we're 21 deep. Um, yeah. Yeah, because if they, if you'd have stopped them there, you hadn't had those penalties. That's a three-three mm-hmm. game. Yeah, and if you stop any one of those, you 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 then go start going down the myriad arguments of you know how does it affect things at that time in the game? Everything plays different after that because that didn't yeah. happen, which is a valid point. But the simple fact of the matter is, you you don't they don't score those points because they're off the field yeah. necessarily. Um, yeah they could have come back on Cowboys could have had another three and out they could have come back on and scored them that's fine it's a bit shoulda woulda coulda but and what if but it's not excusable you had them Mm -hmm. stopped you let them off the hook three times and they made you pay for it that's that's how teams win in the National Football League someone makes a mistake when you've got two good teams playing in any sport generally you've got two good teams playing it's the ones that make the least mistakes that generally win. And the Cowboys made some, not a ton, but the ones they did make would, they would do these and they were bad timing.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, like if, if, if you look at the second drive in particular, it kind of does back up your point in terms of that penalty. And like, Mm. I'm not trying to get on Sam Williams back here on this. He, he, he made a genuine attempt to try to block down the ball. Um, the fact he went airborne, and I mean, he couldn't really change his trajectory. It felt like a soft penalty, but it was still a penalty.
1: You know, it was, it was, it was not a soft penalty in my opinion. It, it, it deserved yeah. it all day long. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact of the matter is, if you play with fire enough, at some point you're going to get burnt. Yeah. With how aggressive this team is in lots of facets across all three sides of the ball. Yeah. Um you're gonna have these instances they're gonna happen the bad yeah. thing is you had that happen at the same time as you had two other really bad things happen and it all caved yeah. in on itself um i mean i was listening earlier on to to brian Broadus earlier today on the break and and he went on a bit of a not a spiel but you know he 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 was going and 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 saying a lot of good things and he got in a rhythm and then they went mm-hmm. to break, and he came back, and he made the joke of, um, you know, what did Dallas need to do to sort of, to address the penalties? Was the question, yeah. and he said, just score forty points, because if you score <laughs> forty points, then you you can have eighteen penalties, and it doesn't really make a difference. The funny part yeah. is, it's actually partially true, um, yeah. and it's probably part of the reason why Dallas has won the games it has, because yes, they've made mistakes. Yeah. The penalties have been coming down. In fairness, if you look mm-hmm. at the. The trajectory they have been coming down. They've come down from really high down to five in this game. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, if you score forty points, you're probably going to overcome a lot of bad stuff, yeah. um, and you're probably going to still be in a position to to do a decent amount and win it, do enough to win a game. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem mm-hmm. is when you're not doing enough. One penalty can ruin a game. You had five, three yeah. really bad ones. Yeah. For sure.
0: Um, kind of something that that, that popped up, and it, it kind of ties in with this in terms of, obviously you're missing Hankins, who's your anchor on the D uh-huh. line. Leighton Van Der Esch, who's your middle linebacker. Malik Hooker, who's your centre fielder. You know, that's kind of the spine of your defence. And Joe was kind of making the point here. He says, we've got safeties pl- trying to play linebacker and they were getting killed in the run game. I mean, Dave Hellman was making this point. He said, look, it's not just the fact that you're missing Hankins. You know, it can't just be that. And it is, it, it was a thing like, there's they some very light guys trying to come in and play middle linebacker or in two linebacker sets.
1: Yeah, you, at the end of the day, it's the very simple maths of it is, the physics of it is you've got a light, quick safety coming in, trying to make a play on a mm-hmm. bigger person. The, across yeah. the board, you've got a power running team in Buffalo Yeah, with a very, very strong, hard to bring down quarterback who runs mm-hmm. the ball very well. Yeah, They don't want to pass the ball because they know if they are going to lose this themselves, that's how they're mm-hmm. going to do it. So they're going to run the ball, and they know your run defense is sus anyway. So yeah. do it till it stops working effectively.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they did it, but they didn't even do it with Josh Allen because yeah. they didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Because when your lightest lineman is quite a bit heavier than <laughs> than your counterpart, your heaviest yeah. counterpart, you're not going to have a great time. You're already winning just the pure physics of this. Yeah. you You haven't got to do much. You haven't got to commit more people, you haven't got to commit um, a fallback to things, you haven't got to commit tight ends to come in and help you block because you can do it just on what you've got because you've got people that are literally strong enough to bully you into what they want to do it doesn't necessarily (laughs) matter about to a degree what's happening around the edge because if you've got people controlling it up front and the lane's open and the Red Sea's already parted and your running back's Mm -hmm. gone, it's the horse is bolted, it doesn't matter what happens back there now, he's gone
2: Yeah.
1: It's done. And that's exactly what happened again and again and again. Anyone who has supported the Cowboys long enough, when I say long enough, I mean since 2016, knows exactly and and saw how this game was playing out from first, second quarter. Yeah. Because this is exactly how that team beat everyone that year. Mm -hmm. They ran through the league. Pretty much, and, and uh, until they got to Green Bay, and yeah. that was just unlucky. Yeah. Um, I'm convinced it's because they tried to be someone that they necessarily weren't. But they, it was, it was. You could see it coming. They ran through them. They were just bigger. They exerted their will, and they bullied mm-hmm. you. They bullied you all yeah. night long, and you couldn't do a thing about it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, does does that concern you? heading for the playoffs. Like obviously the 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 one piece of good news out of the weekend is we are going to the playoffs. But there has to be a little bit of a concern because there's no tape on us from the San Francisco game from this game that you can run on us. And like to yeah, to be fair against San Francisco they didn't run that heavily on us. But mm. we've seen it before in the playoffs. We saw it with the LA Rams a few years ago where they ran for nearly 300 yards. I'm just looking here. Um, the Bills went for 266 yards on Sunday, you know? Yep. It it the- it, it takes away from our best assets if, if you're running the
1: ball. Yeah. You That's the thing. You haven't got to do that much running. You haven't got to run it on pretty much every single down or the vast majority, mm-hmm. you know. You, you haven't got to run it for all but two plays or whatever stupid statistic it was. Yeah. To, to necessarily beat Dallas. You're just going to do it enough. Mm-hmm. You know, at, the, at the end of the day, people are scared of you getting a lead and pulling away, which enables yeah. your pass rush to play into what it is, and they're scared yeah. of your pass rush. If you stop the offense, you'll stop the pass rush because the pass rush can't do what it wants it to do. Yeah, That's the best way you can counter it. It's exactly the same. As I said, back in 2016, when we were playing high-powered offences, the best mm-hmm. way to counter them is to keep them on the bench because they yeah. can't score points if they're on the bench. You mm-hmm. chew up clock and rely on, rely on doing that and being able to put points on the board, which was the, the highest red zone percentage the Cowboys have had. This yeah. year has been the highest since that season, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because they were something ridiculous, like 90-something percent in the red zone. If they got the Cowboys got in the red zone, they were scoring, and they were scoring yeah. six. Yeah. And if they wanted to score eight, they could score eight. When you've got that mm-hmm. running game, yes, you can go, you've you got the logic of a team can come out and score quick, pass the ball, score quick, potentially. Yeah. But if you do enough to stop them, you've got a half-decent defense to do enough to stop them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can do enough, and that's exactly what Buffalo just did to you.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, like, if, if, if we kind of flip it over and look at the offense, you know, like, Dak only threw for 134 yards. Um, you know, like, that's that, that's not great when you combine it with 89 yards rushing. Hmm.
1: But then what can you do? When mm-hmm. it's all well and good having CD Lamb open, yeah, out there in the flat, you've got Ferguson open over there, you've got Cook open, yeah. It's all well and good. You've got two guys in your face right here, or one here, or one screening yeah. around the edge, or one hanging off you, and another one coming in to finish you off. You you can't throw. There was one of them later on. I think it was in the third quarter. I can't remember yeah. who it was, and I haven't gone back and watched the tape. But the camera was literally behind Dak, and you could see CD Land yeah. was open there. Yeah, Lyman's rushing at you in front of CD. There's no way Dak is letting that ball go. Mm-hmm. He can't. He's got safeties coming in playing the zone because they can see what he's trying to do. They're reading yeah. him. He's got no chance. He's not going to let that ball not go. Nor should he. Yeah, the safest and best thing to do is to take the sack, which is what he yeah. did. It's all well and good having all these options. But if you can't protect your quarterback enough to give him the time to throw the ball, mm-hmm. finest. which is, again, yeah. why I've been saying about you need to have a bigger line, in my opinion, that can exert its will. They've done good in mm-hmm. pass protection yeah, up to this point. But yeah. when everyone's bringing pressure like mad because they know you have, they forced you into position which is what Dallas has been trying to do this season, force yeah. you in a position where you have to throw the ball, they know you're not going to run the ball. You're going to pass it. You become one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. You become easier to combat. Yeah. They're going to bring it all night long, which yeah. is exactly what they did. They, they put you in, in third and second-along and third-along situations. You helped them do that in certain yeah. occasions. And they bring it, and they got sacks. Yeah. Well, they force you three and out, forced incomplete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, simple simple recipe. It works.
0: And like, if, if if we break it down further, Rich, I mean, as you say, it's it's the line is small, small, and getting smaller. You know, is is it a whole line issue for you? Is it the middle of the line, or is it just a combination of say the line is getting that little bit older, wearing itself down, and you you know, like we can't say. We can't compare the quality of a line we had in twenty sixteen. It was so good. But like if you want to have this game of running the ball continuously, you need to beef up that line a lot more.
1: Yeah. You this is the thing. You it's perfectly fine to have that target. It's perfectly acceptable to have that target to say, that's where we want to get to. That Mm -hmm. line was ridiculously good. There were play clocks. After well, not play goals, but timings afterwards during the game where they timed mm-hmm. how long Dak Prescott had, and he had like seven, nine seconds to throw a ball. Like, yeah. someone is gonna work themselves open. And yeah. now, when you've got the likes of Brandon Cooks, when you've got the likes of CB Lamb, when you've got Jake Ferguson who's doing his things, when you've got small, nimble receivers like, um, like Talbot, um, mm-hmm. like, um, I forget his name now, number nine. Turpin. Which is really going to annoy me. Say again? Turpin. Turpin. That's really annoyed me. Thank you. Um, like Turpin, someone's yeah. going to get open. Yeah. And if they're not, Pollard probably will be. Because mm-hmm. they're not going to cover all these guys perfectly. But if you yeah. can't protect your guy for long enough, I mean, you're not protecting the guy for three seconds, let alone seven. Yeah. But it's perfectly fine to have that be your goal. You know, mm-hmm. no one's perfect, but the pursuit of perfection is perfectly acceptable. They need to yeah. get better, in my opinion, generally across the board. I think they're good at left guard. Yeah. They're good or they're good at the guard positions. Terrence yeah. Steele seems like, yeah, he's he's coming back to being generally as he was. I have questions at center, personally. I think yeah. you can improve there. Yeah, and you still have a question mark as much as I'm not going to say it, but yeah, we still need a future plan for left tackle.
0: Yeah, I agreed.
1: But at the minute, yeah, yeah, I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> um, it's you. You need to improve. The simple fact of the matter mm. is the line has been slowly attritioning, and mm. the biggest exhibition you've had of that was Sunday night yeah, because you weren't able to do what you wanted to do you couldn't pass you could run it but that's mainly because they were allowing you to run it because they weren't scared of that they're not scared of you running the ball no one Mm -hmm. at this point is scared of Dallas running the ball what they're scared of doing is MVP candidate Dak Prescott and his wide receivers and his favourite tight end nowadays going and carving you up and pulling out to a lead and maintaining that lead and if they continue to do that Ali's going to grow and grow and grow and grow. And and you're then becoming one dimensional and you are being forced to play a certain way that you don't want to do. They know that's what you want to do. They're not doing that back to you. You need to have a line that can play against your opponent. And your opponent Mm -hmm. was very big and very physical. And your line is just not very big and very physical. They've been generally good all season, but they've not played a team like Buffalo, which is why they've kind of fallen apart.
0: Yeah. And I mean, if, if if we flip it the other way, I mean, Buffalo, as an offensive line, have always been quite good, but, mm. but quite blue-collar in that, you know, I don't think there's very many first-round picks on their line, but they have guys who come in and do the job and do it unspectacularly, but for the most part, they're a pretty elite line.
1: They're good. They do... For me, they're an epitome of a line that does the basics pretty yeah. well. And ultimately, mm-hmm. they're big guys. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong, linemen are big. But these guys are pretty big. Yeah, They excel and make make their money on being big, making running lanes. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Yeah. That's why Buffalo didn't need to do anything other than run the ball at you. Yeah. Because they can do that. They they shouldn't mm-hmm. need to. If I was there calling plays, I wouldn't do anything other than different to what they did. Just, just hand it off. Just hand it off. It's gonna be a very boring night for you, Josh, but just hand it off. Yeah. Because we'll win. Yeah. Do you want to be bored mm-hmm. and win, or do you want to be excited and lose? You want to win? Okay. So go be bored. Yeah.
0: So we- I mean that like that's the thing. I mean, both like Buffalo, this was a huge game for them because yeah, they if they dropped 7 and 7, they were in danger of missing the playoffs. And they they, they they've got the win now. I think they're closer oh, to yeah.
1: They look dangerous now. Yeah. And they are because a lot of the teams around them that they will face. Mm-hmm. The concerns like Dallas will be the passing game and as we said the best recipe to counter that is to keep them off the field the best way to do that is a consistent committed running game they committed Mm -hmm. to running the ball on you and you've seen how effective that is and like i said it shouldn't be alien to anyone who who was around for the 2016 season because it's it's what we did yeah but this is part of the reason why when i said earlier on in the year Doing this offense the way they are now, the way Mike McCarthy is now, great, fine. It's working dividends. Yeah, you Mm -hmm. still need a power running game. You still need Mm -hmm. this to be able to complement your offense. Is it Mm -hmm. really... Dial it back to to sort of basics, almost idiot logic, right? The last sort of best success or the best anyone felt about Dallas heading into the, the playoffs Was probably 2016.
0: Yeah,
1: and they had the one seed. What was the recipe for your offense? What was what? What was the one thing you could hang your hat on and say they'll do that? Yeah. What was it? Like genuine question. What was it? Running game. They had a good line and a strong running game. Yeah, and they could pass the ball as well if they needed to. They had a nice selection of wide receivers. Go back 20, however, 25, 27 years, depressingly. Yeah. Go back to that age. What did you have?
0: Strong running game.
1: You had a strong running game. You had a good offensive line. And you had a nice selection of wide receivers. And your quarterback wasn't too shabby. No. Sounds quite similar apart from one slash two things that play off each other.
0: Yeah.
1: why I keep saying it. Because it yeah. seems very basic to me. Yeah. You need to be able to combat whatever team you play, wherever yeah. you play. You're going to have communication yeah. problems when you go on the road. Yes. Because it's loud. Mm-hmm. You have to yeah. be able to win on the road because like numerous people have said, I think it was Patrick that I would say at last, Patrick Nosey Walker. Yeah. Super Bowl is not at home at AT&T. It's on the road. Yeah. You need to be able to win on the road, people. Yeah. You need to be able to run the ball effectively because you haven't got to worry about necessarily having the verbal communication to do all this stuff and worry about mm-hmm. the non-verbal stuff. And Dak stamping his foot like mad trying to get things set up and get the ball before he gets a penalty. Yeah. Delay a game. If you can part the red and hand the ball off not as much yeah. it makes things easier for you it's less rushed. it's less panic it's more balanced it gives you a solid mm-hmm. option You, if you're able to effectively run the ball you would generally in my opinion have more success on the road Yeah, but they can't just it... yeah.
0: just going to bring in Mr Stewart Paul how are things Here sorry. Is. sorry gentlemen I completely dozed off <laughs> I was going to say, you look like you're a sleepy boy. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. No, I, I've actually just woke up. I was just like, oh, sh-. I was like, oh, crap. What just happened there? And I just checked the time. I was like, oh, crap. It's like half, nearly half past nine. Oh, was like, right. I'll be there as soon as possible. I
1: <laughs> well, just want and... to check the inside of your eyelids for two seconds and
2: look what happens. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine. It's fine. It happens
0: to the best of us. Yeah, it, it does. It does. and I mean, at, at least you joined the right podcast this time, Paul.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, there was a bit of a hiccup with the World's team this week, which was uh, completely my fault Um Basically I reset RJ the wrong podcast, which was the San Francisco game, and that got reuploaded. So our show of the Buffalo uh, Buffalo game has been fixed now, but uh, but uh, crap happens.
0: Yeah. So we're we're, we're nearly finished talking about the, the offensive side of the game, Paul. I mean, give us your own thoughts on things and what what went wrong.
3: Offensively I think just with the stuff that was going on with the defense and the somewhat early on with some of the decisions by the referees as well, it really put a mental block on the offense. I thought, like, I mm-hmm. think there there was moments where we were looking pretty good. There was good catches from Lamb. There was good catches from uh, Ferguson and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. we we just. It just seemed like there was a big mental block for the whole game. There, there was just, yeah. It, it just seemed like a bit of like, and some of the maybe some of the game management as well, the the play calling as well, I suppose. But yeah, it, it just seemed there was a mental block. If yeah. that makes sense.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, I mean, you're dead right, and like myself and Rich have kind of been discussing, you know, the the fact. Look, the O line. Didn't seem to stand up very well. It's yeah, yeah. Buffalo seemed to be bigger in the trenches than us.
3: Oh yeah, like I, I we knew that going into that game there with Fod Miller back as well, and Oliver being in there stuff uh, We knew we were going to be up against it, and obviously losing mm-hmm. Simon Martin halfway through the game um, really? was massive. So it 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 kind of set the tempo within the trenches, and the when Martin went down there was a step down for in terms of physicality. Yeah. Um, I mean, and all that being said, I still thought there was moments Bass did have good, TJ Bass had some good moments, but mm-hmm. he kind of showed that he still needs, still has a lot to work on. And yeah. and with how the their defense were based on top of our offense, they knew when to blitz and when not to blitz, et cetera. So... Yeah. Um, in terms of the positioning, where they were lined up in the offensive line, as as well as their linebackers as well, that I thought, I thought, yeah. with all credit is all due to Buffalo. they were defensively, mm-hmm. they were on fire. They had our hand by it a lot, and and whatever, like this is more tail into the game when. And this is, like, I'm not trying to throw Dak an excuse or anything like that. Like, and, mm-hmm. uh, this, this is leading up to the interception I'm talking about. Yeah. This is, was this was Dak being desperate to try and move the ball forward and try and make it into a game. So, obviously, yeah. with, that be, with that being in mind, like, there was going to be more mistakes, but Buffalo were more than prepared for that. So, yeah. they, like, me- mentally, physically, Buffalo defensively were just far superior and they yeah. really... Like, caused it to our DA to our offense, but our defense is the side of the ball, well, that's a different story.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, we we, we kind of spoke earlier about the fact we were missing, as I say, Hankins, Hooker, LV, and Diggs. I mean, Buffalo were missing players as well on their defense. Like they were missing AJ Epinesa they and were Michael, missing Hyde. Michael Hyde as well. You know, yep. like, so I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses when they say we were short players because every team at this stage of the year will be short a couple of players. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I mean, I kind of felt like it seemed like when things weren't going our way, the body language for the whole team it just spread like a virus. It mm-hmm. was just like, um, I mean, we saw it with like, we'll talk about defense in a in moment, but primarily yeah. you're, you're seeing it with Micah Parsons. He just did not look like himself at all. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and his body language was basically feeding off all the other players and heads were down. There was no urgency, there was no fire and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's frustrating because we're on the road and. Yeah. It was a game I was really looking forward to. It was, it was a game that could have really, like, if we were to put in a better game, like, I would have been happy mm-hmm. if we lost. I would have been happy with we a closer loss, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah. like, we knew going in, going into Buffalo territory, it was going to be hard, right? And, yeah. and I'm going to say this now: Josh Allen was not the was not the best player in the park. It was their running back, right? Oh, yeah. How, how he got the game ball, I have no idea. That's just a pure a media coup. To try and mm-hmm. get him back on the route, pretty much. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, I just kind of feel like once the things were just happening, when the heads were down, that was that uh, game over. But if we were to lose, say, like by one score and mm. or a field goal, like at least we know that there was a bit more. Comp- it was more competitive that way. We could compete with these guys in any given Sunday. Like your San yeah. Francisco's, like your Buffalo's, like your Kansas City's—all those type mm-hmm. of guys—you could potentially play if we weren't Super Bowl or the NFC Championship. Mm-hmm. So, I think that I think that is the that's the issue as Cowboys fans are seeing right now. It's like, yeah, great, we are in the playoffs. If things are going in the in the trajectory right now, and thank you for Seattle for defeating the Smears last night—that was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. That definitely brought my smell up in Monday eight today. Um, if we were to clinch the NFC East then great, we've mm-hmm. got home field advantage but, but we need to make sure that we are putting these teams like San Francisco, like whoever else is in the NFC mm-hmm. that yeah. that could potentially cause that type of threat then we need to ensure that we are more competitive that way and that was, this is was the thing I said with Meg, it's like we need to make sure that we're uh, executing we're mm-hmm. focused and uh, and obviously like there was just no mistakes and we did not do one of those at all in that game so yeah. it's it, I, it's more mental I would say than uh, the fact that not like we know our team is good we know mm-hmm. that but there was yeah. definitely there was a mental block it was going on during that game like not yeah. just from the players but also from the coaching side in that game and, yeah. I and it, it's really hard to pinpoint who, who to really put the blame on, so to speak. But there just seems to be a mm-hmm. a, a weird situation wherever we're up against a highly viable team that like, despite uh, Buffalo being 8-6 and six or whatever it is, their record mm-hmm. is, they still are in contention to be a, still a, a top team and still make it into the playoffs at uh, a good run. Same with Kansas City, they've not had a good season, but yet they're still caused that threat. They've got yeah. th- that ability to do that. So it's we just need to make sure that we we knock out that crap and actually just actually focus mm-hmm. on us and rather than fo- rather than focus than other than them. Like, yeah, does that makes sense.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, they, I mean, they didn't show a great deal of mental resiliency. Um Thank you, Vic. That that's, game, that's the they, one. They, that's, they didn't that... Look across the board, like you said, yeah. everything—offense, defense, um, special teams was fine. Um, but the the coaching side of things as well, and the, the mm-hmm. two things. One thing annoyed me. One thing I question with the coaching side of things. Generally, of late, things seem to have been trending quite well. So we said mm-hmm. earlier on, while you were having a snooze, that generally. The penalties have been trending down in terms of yeah. the number
2: and mm-hmm.
1: we've gone from really bad down to down to five the last game there yeah. only five they were really costly, yeah, due to the nature of the game and when they happened and all the rest of it. but there was only five in comparison to games previous. That is an improvement yeah. to give credit where credit is due, but there is still an issue. Of discipline there for me, of self. I, totally,
3: I totally agree with you.
1: Like, and it's, I, I don't chuck that around loosely, but that is 100%. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 that has annoyed me the past sort of 24, 48 hours hearing lots of people talking. And they keep saying, yeah, there probably is an element of discipline. It's not going to change. You can't change it. Yes, you absolutely can. It can be changed. Self-discipline is something that every person can change because the key word is the first one, self. If you discipline yourself, you've changed it. You haven't Mm -hmm. got to rely on anyone else. It's like different kinds of pressure. You can have someone else exert pressure on you or you can exert pressure on yourself or you can have Mm -hmm. perceived pressure. There's lots of different things to this. But self-discipline, controlling you, doing what you do, and doing it. This is why they train, professional athletes train so much. You train to maintain technique and, and discipline when you're absolutely tanked. Because you know if you don't, it's going to fall through.
3: Yeah, in, in fairness, Rich, there's two points in that game which I feel really, really hard for. Yeah, the Cowboys where the penalties really cost us, but yep. it it really led up to the d- demise of that whole game, one of which was the fumble. Yep. It was like obviously Buffalo like smartly took off the next play, get it done before the, yep. the mm-hmm. coaches actually have a, even have a chance to review it. Yeah, that, that should have been our ball, and the players knew that. Uh, that deep down. If that was like Donovan Wilson or whoever it was to try to recover the ball, mentally, it's like, that should be our ball. That should be our freaking ball. Like you're going to be upping mm-hmm. up frustration. The other one was was the late hit on third down, where mm-hmm. just before the late hit, we should have been held down for a holding call. It was so blatant and I was like, where's the flag? I was screaming at the television, where's the flag? Where's the flag? And next thing, Donovan uh, Wilson, I think, if, I can't remember if it was Donovan Wilson or if it was um, Bland or whoever it was, but it, it just basically took out uh, it was either Diggs or it was uh, Khalil Shakir. And it, it basically, it, it turned down from what could have been a loss into a big massive game plus 10 yards mm-hmm. because, because of the late hit. And, and after that, you can just see every player in that defence went up.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you said about that, about the fumble, because that was the other part that I mentioned earlier that I was annoyed at, specifically mm-hmm. in terms of the coaching staff. <clears throat> because yeah. you can tell if something happens there, or whether you think that's, something That's not the, or not, that... if a team gets up and they all of a sudden are uncharacteristically rushing to line up to snap a ball quickly, you know something has happened, has likely happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having just watched the play, how can you not very quickly put two and two together and go, "Do you know what? Time out. Let's review this." Uh, to, to,
3: to be fair, though, to, to be fair, Rich, I, I could, like Chris, it was, it was closer to the the sideline. Mc, McCarthy wouldn't have a, a really good view of it, and I'm not trying for any excuses out there. Like, if you're on the further away sideline and it looked like it just did look like an incomplete pass and mm-hmm. and the players are just basically, they might be chance that, I wouldn't be able to risk a timeout, well, lose a timeout based on a challenge, if that's the case. Yeah. Like, especially there was no TV review to look at it quickly and all that type of stuff. So, I can understand why that happens. Even uh, Nick Eatman made a tweet about that. I think it was Nick, Nick yeah. Eatman. Um Someone from DallasCowboys.com did mention it. Um, what really did happen? And I was like, because originally I was like, why did we not challenge that? Why didn't we not challenge that? Like, just like pure instinct of fans. Like, because generally from watching the villa from the television, I generally thought it was an incomplete pass. Yeah, first, I did. Right, and when the review happened, I was like, get the challenge out. But yeah. again, the coaches must have thought the same thing. They must have thought it was just an incomplete pass. Yeah.
1: No, that's fine. But when you've got a team that hasn't rushed to line up up to that point, they don't generally do that. They don't hmm. generally go do no huddle. All of a sudden, someone's come out of a play, has used that one word that everyone knows.
3: It's say, meant to work. It's meant to, to work line, work. Up.
1: line up now and let's slap the ball now quick.
3: Yeah.
1: How but do I, you I, not just go burn a timeout? Let's have a look. If we're absolutely sure, I will throw the flag. If there's any element of doubt, I'm not wasting two.
3: Yeah, that's a. Fair, I mean, that's a fair point. Um, at the same time, I, I feel like I'm playing devil's advocate with you here, Rich, but I'm, I'm not though. Mm. But like, no, I get it. Yeah. Like, Chris, from a, a mental, uh, from the mental warfare aspect of the coaches, Madam is or we just we'll just quickly line up just in case. Like, just like, just to really see if they might waste a time out. Yeah. Like, he must have told the players, like, yes, yeah, an incomplete class, but line up quickly like, anyway, so they might actually throw the flag in. Like, it's all yeah. mind games, end of the day. And but I, 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 I can't, I, I, can't really dispute what McCarthy didn't do. If that's like, it's, 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 it's really hard.
0: It, it would have been a really hard decision. See, like, the thing, the thing for me, Paul, is right. We have analysts up in the box. It's their job to analyze stuff like that and get into McCarthy's ear and say, potential challenge, you know, and they're going quick. Maybe throw the flag. You know, they've got their job is to make those split second decisions and they don't seem to do it. Because That's this fact- is the first time it's happened this season.
3: That's true, but I think they're in the same position as us because we didn't get to see the review mm-hmm. till after. Way after yeah. that, that that second play happened, so yeah. they were they were in the same situation. So if anyone's to blame, it's the broadcast. And because they should have been on like give, giving that out as quickly as possible, but it didn't mm-hmm. happen. Like yeah, but, uh, but again, it's, 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 it's the yeah. name of it. Is the I hate to yeah. say it, but it's the name of the game. Like, it is. Uh, and with our analysts and that, like, some of them are up in the box. They're not going to see what happened. They, from their mm. point of view, especially the more ministerial version of it, they're just saying, yeah, it looks like an incomplete yeah. pass, though not challenge.
2: So... Yeah. It was...
1: Um, it, like, like we said earlier at the top of the show, this was a very bad amalgamation of errors across the board. Mm-hmm. If that happened in another game probably not as big of a deal because you go do you know what like paul said and rightly so as much as i've been on it it's a hard decision to make very quickly on very little information you're just going on maybe a bit of gut feeling yeah that's about it it is a bit of idiot logic and you are prone to wasting a time out for the sake of it
3: and yeah. and just to throw this in there as well, this is why one of the reasons a lot of teams are wanting Buffalo to get a new stadium. That's another reason why, because how their system is all set up mm-hmm. is their TV screens literally, I think one of the smallest ones available in the stadium across the NFL. Yeah. yeah. So for for, for for even coaches to even look up close, like from their sideline to really see this TV screen at the at the end, their end zone. Compared to yeah. other stadiums and stuff like that, like, and again, I'm feel like I'm just I'm I'm back in my coffee here. Like again, I do feel like mm-hmm. yeah, like maybe get a little bit, set a set a ball, just go for it. Why the hell not? Like if he was yeah. if he was the challenger, like like here's the thing: if we were to before even looking at the replay, if we were to throw in a challenge, fire, we'd be like, that, what are you doing, Mike? What the hell? Yeah, like, that's like, fair. You know what I mean, like I yeah. well, I didn't see. Yeah. To me, I thought that was an incomplete plus. Why the hell were we challenging that? So, no, this,
1: this, this is the thing. Is it's a case of it's not a case of having an issue with him not yeah. throwing the flag at that point. I got yeah. no issue with him yeah. not yeah. throwing the flag at that point. Mm. The question I ask is why wasn't a timeout called? That for yeah. me is the question why didn't you call a timeout because dak is good enough if it comes to it to work with two and you get the ball back straight after the half anyway so really if you're in that kind of situation i'm calling it i mean it's easy for me to say because i've never been in the position i'm an armchair coach all the rest of it yeah but i would like to think in that situation i would have got timeout. have a look now quick and let me know
3: when when did that point of the game? happen? was that within the two minutes? Was that a two minute drill?
1: No, it wasn't within the two minutes. No. But no, my point is, if you get mm. to that point, then at the end of the second
3: quarter, yeah, I, I agree with you and that, you're on that. Like, kind
1: of offense, you still got two timeouts. Dak is yeah. good enough with two timeouts. Yeah, yeah,
3: no, I agree with you on that one, Rich. Like yeah. even like even just trying and throw Buffalo off to not like put our defense on the pedestal. Like take away the, the fumble together. If you've mm-hmm. seen them quickly line up so like, no hold on a minute. You're not yeah. you're, you're not controlling the pace here. I'm gonna slow you die guys down there. Yeah. Then we would have had the opportunity to see the replay. that makes like, up. hold on a minute, I'm gonna use my other timeout, throw it in and well my, throw my red flag and we still would have had our second timeout because it would have
0: came back to us. So <clears throat> Yeah. So, right. hey. guys, there's a kind of a question I've had bubbling in my head for the last five, ten minutes, and Joe has kind of p- popped it in here as well. He says I'm not going to panic yet, and uh, look, I'm not trying to get into the Miami game yet. Obviously, that's for Thursday's show. But if we do get beat against Miami, I'm going to push the panic button. And then my thing is, I'm kind of struggling to find in the McCarthy era a big. Win away from home. I don't know if you guys can think of one, but I mean, I can. Go on ahead, Rich.
1: When he led it, an injured Aaron Rodgers into Dallas against the one seed and came away with a win.
0: No, I'm in saying Mike McCarthy then. era for Dallas.
1: Oh right, okay. Yeah, I thought you meant Mike McCarthy as a whole. Sorry, I misread that. No, one. no, in, uh, in in his
0: dream in Dallas, like it, it's something I made the point last week. Is Jason Garrett, Tom Brady. No, we beat them at... Yes, sorry, you're right. You're right, sorry. Apologies.
1: That that would be the last yeah. big away game you won was in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. sent Tom Brady into retirement.
3: That's
1: yeah.
2: right. Yeah. That's, That's fair. That, yeah.
1: but that, for me, would be the one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah.
1: It's the only time he lost to the Cowboys.
0: Yeah. Like, the the, the reason I, I, I asked, and I, I kind of asked Graham this last week on the show, is more, like, Garrett seem to go and win games away from home more regularly against those top teams. Like, wow. like against San Francisco, against that team up north, against some of the better teams. Like I think um, you know, and it just seems to be he he could do it. Now, I mean, look, I'm not going to trade Jason Garrett for Mike McCarthy because Mike McCarthy's gotten us to the playoffs three straight years. But it's just it's a concern for me in that. You know they don't seem to be as able to win a tough road game.
3: It, it goes back to mental block, really. Yeah, it, it just seems to be a. I'm I'm sure McCarthy is more than capable. It's whether the players are mentally fit for it. That's the question I'm asking because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like they know what they're supposed to be doing. They know, yeah. like. Because there was moments of the game where defense were looked really good, where we're doing free and outs, same, and the, the Cowboys were pulling off a good, a good enough drive. Um, <laughs> like, it's, just, it's just a matter of, like was these decisions of from the referees to the to the discipline issues really took on a, a mental effect on. The rest of the mm-hmm. players, like a mistake yeah. on the defense, has now affected our offenses. Like, oh, for goodness sake, why did they do that? Now, when they ha- do an extra 25 yards when we like, yeah. are now on the yeah. field or something like that, you know, like anything, yeah. like it just seemed like there was a lot, there was a bad, uh, bad vibe uh, whenever there was a mistake within the team. Like, rather than being, nah, we've got this, it's all good, it's all good, don't worry about it, keep your head down. It just seemed like whether there was like a a lot of underwhelming pressure to really get this one,
1: oh yeah, they they definitely wanted it and they were doing mm. enough mm. Um, to do it. They like I said, the the defense stopped them three times. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I I I can't get behind anything Colin Cowherd says personally.
3: Uh, see, <laughs> personally, I'm normally the same, Rich. I'm normally the same, but yeah. I think I think composure is actually quite a good word to really summarise that we just Co- like
1: composure, composure is a good word, but I would personally yeah. just choose to, <laughs> I know I know how this looks and how it sounds, but I would just choose a different word and be happy that I'm not agreeing with Colin Cowherd personally. <laughs> um, but that is me. I'm happy. Vibe, right? I'm happy to own that. I would. I would say to his face. Yeah. Um. But. They stopped them three times. Yeah. They let them off the hook three times. They are nothing against you, Kent. It's perfectly fine. It's good. (laughs) But they they stopped them. They did enough. The the defense being injured, still having questions about the running game, going up against a big running team, against a big Mm. running quarterback, did enough at the start of that to keep you in it. Did enough to keep it 3-3 when your offense is not functioning. That would have taken 18 out of 21 points off the board.
3: Yeah. I want to throw this in here, right? Is Dak still an MVP candidate after that game? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Right. The reason yeah. I'm right. So the reason I'm saying that, right? I'm just looking at the stats here, right? If I was to throw it right so like, guess who starts this who, right? Seven out of 15, 93 yards and a touchdown with an Mm -hmm. 89.3 rating, and there's one 21 out of 34. Bear in mind it's 134 yards, Mm -hmm. and obviously one interception. Mm Who was the one that's actually trying to win the game and not uh, like, well, not try to win the game, but basically was more active and really try to like. Try and do something for me. Like, the, the one that was seven for fifteen, fifteen attempts at passing was Josh Allen. Yeah,
1: but why would yeah. you do any more than that? You don't need to. Like, like, like I said earlier, you could, you, you got the choice. You can turn and say, Josh, we have got two choices here, mate. You can either be really, really bored and win the game, or you can have a really exciting night and quite possibly lose, I mean, which is I mean, important to you.
3: I mean, what did Josh Allen actually really do in that game? He didn't really do anything to really stand out from the crowd.
1: There you go. Here's the ball. Yeah. Like
3: the problem is, was was uh, sorry. I, I know we're, we're we're kind of mixing into defense now, but uh, but obviously the biggest threat was obviously James Cook, who was 179 yards for 20, 25 carries. Yeah. Right. Was seven. Yeah, seven yards of carry, right? And when I was looking at the next gen stats, all the majority of all his runs were outside run. Hard (laughs) never ever in the inside, hardly ever. And I thought, wow, okay. Mm -hmm. So we can't blame Mazzy Smith. We can't blame Oso Digizo in that game because Mm -hmm. they wanted they weren't running towards him. To me, they did to me. The interiors actually did their job. Like mm-hmm. we, like so for anyone who was to jump in, oh yeah, this this should have been the game for Mazzy Smith, it's like, well, when you look at how the routes have done for the run game, it's like Mazzy mm-hmm. Smith wouldn't be able to contribute in terms of adding to the stat count. If anything, he actually forced the running backs to actually move out wide. So if anything, it's our it's our defensive ends, it's Micah Parsons, the Demarcus the Lawrence. How many times yeah. did we see Demarcus Lawrence actually Going running to play catch up on the sideline, yeah. In that game, like yeah. we, we saw Demarcus Lawrence more on the sideline making making tackles yeah. than than ever before. So the pro the question asked this is like, what happened to our linebackers? And we know our linebackers are being a bit of a question right now. Like, yeah,
1: this is the this is the thing they played you, they played you your weakness, and they also used yeah. your strength against you. They yep. use your aggressiveness against you mm-hmm. to then exacerbate and really cut you in in uh, the second level at the linebacker call where you're really hurting because you have a safety dropping down, playing quick and making tackles, but he's a mm-hmm. smaller guy.
0: Yeah, he's
1: not built to do that. He's not built to play that position. He's not Leighton Van Der Esch. He's not a proper linebacker. He's not a Say
3: what you want. He's not Shack. Just, just, just yeah. to add, just to add on top of my point, Demarcus Lawrence was second in tackles, seven, yeah. eight, out seven yeah. eight out of seven, eight out of seven. Sorry, seven out of eight were solo Solos. tackles, yeah. and, and that just shows that during that run game, he was basically running from being his three point stands and actually ended up on the sideline. Essentially, to try and stop James Cook. So. Yeah. That's a concern.
1: The yeah. the, the annoying concern. thing was the annoying thing for me was they committed to running the ball. Like you said it yourself, Josh Allen, seven for fifteen. They committed to running the ball because that's all they needed to do. They didn't even have Josh Allen run it. They just they just ran it conventionally. Because they knew yeah. they that's all they had to do. Tony Pollard had like what? How many touches? Ten. Tony maybe? Pollard
0: had twi- Had, had 30, eleven sorry. rushing attempts.
1: Oh, yeah. uh, so I've,
3: 11, got, I've got 11 I've, I've got 11, on, 11 yeah. rushing
0: attempts and yeah, 11 then two rushing catches.
1: attempts, 13 touches in the ball, okay, so he's yeah. had 11 rushing attempts he's had about half of what he should have
0: yeah why
1: yeah. when the pass isn't working, okay yeah, we, we're behind, we need to get the passing game going, why are we not doing what is working and running the ball to try and draw them in, to create some space to then pass the ball. Because at the end of the day, you've got to do something to get your offense going. You, you've got to do something to kickstart that engine. Because if you don't, that's what happens. You get blown out like you've blown other teams out. And you mm-hmm. once you're in that hole, as Dallas should know very well, because they put teams in that hole, once you're in that hole, it's very, very, very hard to dig yourself yourself out of. Dallas has done it once by a miracle against the Falcons, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. When they had the onside kick at the end and the the, the oh, Vegas man. odds at the end of the game went from yeah. 99 against to 99% for. That was crazy.
3: Oh, that, Dallas has
1: won some games they probably shouldn't have, but they lost one they probably should have won on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They know how hard it is to get out of that hole. They need to do something to get the offense going because, like I said earlier, that is how you protect or stop people negating your defense. Mm-hmm. You let your defense play and let them ball hawk and let them rush the passer because you're making your opponent one dimensional, but you have you sometimes have to get the running game going to open up the pass game. And in a game so, like that, if something's working, just go with it because at least you're doing something.
3: So to somewhat answer what you're saying here and this, I think this is the problem that we do have. Is especially when we're rushing the ball and when it's great, then we, we we will step by it. But if we if there's one play during the run, and and again looking at next gen as well, we didn't u- utilize Tony Pollard to outside run nope. hardly mm-hmm. at all. Nope. it's mostly been inside. Yep. And and what was the and what was the problem with our offensive line when Zach Martin went down? We had pressure on the inside. So, mm-hmm. so whenever yeah. whenever Pollard got tackled for a loss or Dak got sacked, we seem to kind of like okay, we're we're now steps back, we're going automatically straight to pass. Straight away. Like and mm-hmm. it, became, it, it and it was predictable. Like yeah. that's the that's the problem. So McCarthy has that tendency where, okay, right, we're now in, we're now in the back foot. Now we need to kind of really play catch up here like we need now it's forcing us to throw the ball now and this is where all credit is due to Buffalo they knew exactly Mm -hmm. what we were doing
1: oh yeah they like I said before they weren't afraid of your running game in no way shape or form they were afraid of you passing the ball and putting them in a hole and they're they're afraid of you of your pass rush (laughs) and they don't have to be afraid of your pass rush if they're stopping you passing the ball
3: I just, I I, need to, I, I really do need to question also, why did we not run outside run at all in that whole game?
1: They haven't done all season, practically. That they happened. haven't done it. They've had Tony Pollard come back. This, this is the thing that's really annoyed me, is they let Zeke go, which I can understand to a degree. They haven't replaced him with that caliber. They just said, do you know what? We're going to ride and die with what we got. Okay, cool. That's fine. Do what you did or at least put him in a position to have success, i.e. run him to the outside. Because if you're not going to have someone breaking down someone play after play after play after play to then, in the latter parts of the game, to have Tony Pollard break free and break through in the middle and get to the second level, at any point, whether it's on the outside or on the inside, you have to then play to his strengths, which is on the outside. They've literally had an opposing running back, like you just said, Paul, play them how Tony Pollard should be playing. And he had over 20 touches. And look at the yardage he put up. Tony Pollard's mm-hmm. yardage average was actually pretty decent. He only had 11 runs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why not yards. do something to get yourself going? Because if he's doing decently and he's running the ball, they say, oh, yeah, you're not afraid of a running game? Okay. Let's show them that they're freaking wrong. Because at the minute... Like, it's
3: working. Let's just I, keep going. I, I totally agree. Like, why not give the fake handoff to Pollard to really like pretend to go outside and let that run the ball to the others led like, to the mm-hmm. weak side of the ball? Something like that. Like I just kind of feel like we were very limited in terms of our rushing options in terms of play calling for that. Yeah. And we cannot do that against Buffalo uh, against Miami where mm-hmm. it comes to the next week. No,
1: like, yeah. Well they, they used a lot less motion this time as well
3: yeah Obviously, oh yeah 100 percent. i noticed that we did not motion. Crazy hardly... low
1: compared like, to every other game like, like the, 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 showed, they they were keyed in on what you were doing and your tendencies and everything you were going to do they were keyed in give them credit so why mm-hmm. not do something that they're not expecting run the ball back at them
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: yeah
0: yeah it was a, it's a weird one it's a really weird one yeah. like 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 I I'm, I'm I'm going to be honest right on Tony Pollard, right? And this is a concern I have. The numbers here in front of me. He's 207 rushing attempts, 848 yards this year, five touchdowns. His longest run is 31 yards this year. Last year Tony Pollard, as Rich alluded to, when he was getting outside the t- going outside the tackle and we were pulling to get him outside the tackle was getting 40 50 yards he was housing attempts i have not I, I I've seen maybe two explosive plays from him this season that's it although
3: although Brian, we we did have very very long games from pod 40 plus yards but
0: they did get called back for holding we did get that and and that leads back to a discipline issue but exactly I mean yep. you know it's it, it, it 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 was my concern all along was you were letting Zeke walk out of the building knowing Tony Pollard was coming back off a horrific injury and you franchise tagged him. And I don't think we've seen the value of the franchise tag this year. No. No, you
1: it was a I, I said it at the time, it was a, a calculated risk, and it was ultimately mm. you were backed into a corner. You Yeah. If you didn't do it, he was hitting the market, someone was gonna take him. Because someone's going to take him and they're going to utilize him properly. In his defense, and yeah. I agree with what you're saying in terms of because if you look at it generally across the board, okay, Dallas was bad at penalties last year; they're bad at penalties this year. His, yeah, you, know, you take that as a given. His production is down.
2: Yeah, yeah. But uh, you
1: haven't given him the opportunity to do that. He's had it. He's yeah. in a different situation, and they haven't utilized him properly enough. Yeah. It's very, 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 very nice that Dak, Dak Prescott has found this cadence. He's doing all this. They have a really good passing attack. That's great. But you haven't got this reliable running game. And part of the reason I, I'm concerned about at, at the minute mm-hmm. heading into the offseason is that actually you may well have a half-decent running game, but you're not using it. You are not playing to yeah. your strengths. You are not giving him the ball enough. You are just yeah. quite happy to lay it all on Dak Prescott's very wide shoulders. Yeah. Yep. But that's not always gonna work. Like we saw earlier on in the season, at the start of the season, yeah. the offense was 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 struggling to get going in the early part of the season. The defense bailed them out. They were putting points on the board mm-hmm. instead of the offense. Yeah. Right at the very start of the season, but now this weekend the defense couldn't get it done. Defense mm-hmm. can't get it done. You got to do something.
3: I'm I'm glad you mentioned that, Rich, because I kind of feel, like we remember early part of the season, like <laughs> if, uh, but just before like the San Francisco game or uh, just after that, like we, the biggest concern we had about we're not u- utilizing our wide receivers. We managed to resolve that. Have that good yeah. game, like have those much better performances. Even though we lost to the Eagles back in Lincoln Financial Field, we were still the better team. I thought, like yeah. we were utilizing Cooks better, we were utilizing Lamb better, etc. As the weeks went on, but when we're not, you and I think that's one thing we've just not done yet is we've utilized the round the round game properly yet. <laughs> Are, yeah. are we are we holding ourselves back? Like do we actually have installs for outside runs? We're saving it when we really need it to really surprise someone, or is McCarthy just like wants to really make sure that Pollard, like, oh, I see more from you from the inside. We know that you're yeah. good at the outside, but again, we can't hold players back. We need to let them let the guy play. Let the play yeah. let, ru- let them run outside. Let them let people try and tackle him and miss. That's what Paul others do that. So, and yeah. in, in a way that, yeah. that that's on McCarthy's play calling and that one I will sadly have to say. If
1: if that's that's the case, I will be very disappointed because you only get seventeen of these a season. But the time of the time of the season to hold things back in the playbook, by and large, has gone. You're yeah. at this point now where you've put you you have put yourselves in a position through what you've done to be in a position to win the division and change your seeding to be quite advantageous for you in the way that you want to play, so that you get at least hopefully one game at home, which will maybe help you get over the hump,
2: yeah,
1: or the hump that you haven't been able to get past for a very long time. You. Of yeah. Should have, if that is the case, that they've held back, like you said, which I, I don't think it is, but if McCarthy is doing that and he's yeah. thrown again effectively,
3: and that was a
1: waste because your best opportunity to get one up on the Eagles just passed you by.
3: I've literally just thought of a crazy conspiracy here, Rich, now thinking about it. <laughs> what if it's not Mike McCarthy is making that decision? What if it's someone higher up and doesn't want to pay the bigger bucks? It's possible, like if if Pollard is running the mark, running outside, then obviously his value is going to go up.
1: I and don't we, think.
3: I know, I know, I, I know, I You know where I'm going with that, but it's crazy. But, but, but I don't but, think, but, think but, Gary
1: Jones but, does, doesn't want a, a Super Bowl enough that badly. I think it's the opposite.
3: Yeah. Uh, we'll I, know, I I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. It's a crazy thing to think, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if that
0: was the case. If that makes uh, sense, like for 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 me, Paul, I, this is Pollard's last season in Dallas. He's not going to be here next year. It's it's exactly the same. We all knew last year, Dalton Schultz was staying beyond last season, and. I'm pretty sure Tony Pollard won't be here next season. I can't mm. see any world in which he is. And um, they're not gonna, they're not gonna pay him twelve, thirteen million because he doesn't produce like a twelve or thirteen million dollar running back. And yeah. we've too many contracts to get done. We've Dak, we've Seedy, we've Micah Parsons. Yeah, we've contracts there which are toxic at the minute. Michael Gallup and a couple of others. And we can't afford Tony Pollard. It's as simple as that. He has to go. Yeah. No, I
3: I agree with you. Um, yeah. It's 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 somewhat frustrating. Like it's just like yeah. I just I just hope we manage to turn this around. I really do. But that's all yeah. I'm hoping for. But the
1: the yeah. thing that I see it as is the big the problems that you have um are, are potentially fixable. Yeah. With, with, with what I personally see them as. Now it's gonna take a real effort and it's gonna take everyone on this team saying, Yeah, this is this has got to change. It's gotta be another step like it was earlier in the season after you lost to the Eagles and said, Kind of enough's enough. You need everyone to take account for themselves mm-hmm. for self discipline, you need to not hold back. You yeah. need to accept that, like I said earlier on with Sam Williams, if you play with fire, you're going to get burnt at some point. Yeah, that's fine. Everything else needs to get cut out. Yeah, they've been trending that way, so I hope they, may- they maintain that, but they got to yeah. cut that out. They got to start really learning some mental resiliency really quickly. And they've got to really start committing to trying to get this run game going properly and getting Tony Pollard in areas where he can succeed. Because if you can do that, even with this this defense banged up as it is and missing key people like it is, mm-hmm. you you could still potentially. You could. Yeah. But you've got to fix those yeah. things. But they are fixable. It's not a case of our quarterback's down, we're gone. Or we haven't got this person. It's not a personnel issue, big and glaring necessarily for me. It's yeah. some intangibles and making good decisions. If yeah. you can yeah. do those, you have a fight, a real fighting chance. But you've got to be willing to fight and take accountability and do things yeah. that need to be done.
0: Um, so just a couple of comments here. Elizabeth, it's always great to have you along. Um, I see you're disagreeing with me on the Tony Pollard thing. And look, that that's fair enough. My my, my reasoning behind that is at the minute, the Cowboys are $1.5 over the cap. They have to get that sorted out. They have to get CeeDee Lamb re-signed. They have to get Mike Parsons sorted out. There just isn't going to be enough money to pay Tony Pollard, in my opinion. But, you know, that's my opinion. Um, and Joe was saying, I don't see our centre coming back.
3: Bajadish, yeah. I, I,
0: I'll ask both of you guys. And I mean, look, I'm on record as I don't think Biadish will be coming back either. I mean, I don't see a centre in this draft class worth drafting. Um, You know, so I think... They need, like this off season. I think this front office and this coaching ticket actually needs to look at how they can rebuild the offense and the offensive line in particular,
1: it's, because
0: they've 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 spent the last two draft classes really beefing up the defense.
3: I think I think it's so. Where we are already talking about for next year already, and we're still in this season. Like, so yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna make any comment on any players coming back or not coming back. Yeah. next year Because I want to focus on what's happening right now. Like when it's off season, I will make yeah. comments of players that are, who think will stay in and who will go. Because we've still got a lot of football to play right now. Yeah. We, we've got Miami coming up, and we've got um, Washington coming up. So. And Detroit. Uh, and Detroit. And, and, and Detroit for the uh, the Ring of Honor for uh, for Jimmy Johnson. So there's still plenty of football to. I think we're just getting too caught up. And whenever we lose, we're mm. already thinking next year. Like already, like we're, and yeah. we're 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 all guilty of it. Every one of us. Mm. And any and and as I suppose, any team that loses, they're thinking, about, oh god, like why did we do this? We're thinking about okay, what's our cap space? Blah 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 blah. I'm just like. We're still in this season. We are just clinched the playoffs. Mm. What, can, what can we do to improve? Uh, improve yeah. As of right now, because this is the now, not next yeah. year. So yeah. that, 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 that's my stance on it. So, sorry, sorry, <laughs> to bust the bubble there, Brian.
0: No, no. And look, as Joe said, look, he said he agrees with you. And sorry for bringing it up, but look, it's, it's, it's questions we do we do ask. But I mean, look at. Um, Elizabeth kind of came back and she said there, she said, "You thinks Jerry is setting up, setting up Gallup to get rid of him. Um, and, you know, we need Pollard as a one-two punch. I mean, we have Rico Dowdle in this lineup.
2: Yes, yeah, I been mean, good. why are yep. they not
0: using him a bit more? You know, if you want to run between <laughs> the tackles, Rico Dowdle is that kind of a back. It's, as I keep saying, uh. thunder and lightning. It's what you need in your backfield. And I, I can't remember how often we've seen the two of them in the backfield at the same time.
1: They, it, he's he's more of that kind of running back. I wouldn't say he is that kind of running back, personally. Yeah. Not like not not to the same element of like Zeke and other players no, of that ilk, but he's not that tough, push forward, fall forward kind of guy. Yeah. The annoying thing with Pollard is and this is the reason why I, I think Elizabeth and others are feeling that way is because he's, as we said, he's not being utilised. When he has been utilised, even though you're not using him properly, he's still giving you decent yards per rush, but you're not doing it more. So there's this thing working but mm-hmm. you're not doing that more that doesn't yeah. make sense to me yeah so to say to it, i understand why what paul said earlier with his crazy conspiracy theory and all the rest of it it's as he as he puts it but it's a fair it's it's understandable why people are having these cogs yeah. turning and like elizabeth has just said she thinks jerry's setting him up to to not pay him or setting him up to fail and all the rest of it however you want to word well. it is i don't think it's necessarily that is it because mm. I think Jerry wants to win a Super Bowl too much yes. to do that. So the question then is why are they not utilizing him properly? Mm. And like Paul said earlier, before it was you're not utilizing your wide receivers properly. Now it's yeah. you're not utilising your running back properly. Yeah. But he's-, he's producing when you when you do use him, even not properly. It's yeah. I'm
3: I'm here's um if there's one thing I would actually would like to see you just mentioned why not have two running backs on the plate at the same time. Why not have them in a shotgun formation? Really make the d- defensive front really think about of what direction you're gonna go. Because if you're if you're if you're that presser, you're gonna be five yards back, you're gonna have Dowd at one side, Paul at one side, you're right. obviously got you you can do a fake hand fake handoff to one of them. And, yeah. and like really cause a lot of confusion at the trenches to get those five, six, seven yard gains. That, would, yeah. or or it could really expand open if our wide receivers actually help with the assisted blocks. That could really unleash a big massive gain. So, and that's one thing that we haven't seen at all this year is a shotgun formation. Really, we haven't yeah. seen it. Mm-hmm. So, like, why why not have an install for that? Like, and, and now's the right time for it. We're in December. We're in the verge of the playoffs, and it's trying to give more teams to think about at this stage now. And, I, and 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 I will say, like, obviously, as the season progresses, you do new installs because you don't want to show all your cards so early on, like the Eagles have done as of right now. Like mm-hmm. the Eagles have shown all their cards, and teams are now got all the footage. They've been made them. to. They've been made they've, to.
1: They've, they've been made to by the way they've played and the way they've run games. But the oh. way they the the thing that I find really maddening about specifically how they've utilised Tony Pollard, or not utilised Tony Pollard, as we've said, is there's been instances where they've done that with different players. You've had jet sweeps and all the rest of it. You've had handoffs to Turpin. You've had handoffs to CB Lamb at the backfield, and they've been gone. And they've yep. gone a long ways. Why are we not doing that with Pollard?
3: Yeah, and and here's the—I—I I don't know, mate. I mean, in terms of our formations and stuff that like we're doing, African but shotgun, we're, we're we're doing single yeah. back, we're doing pistol formation, we're doing eye formations, we're doing all that, but yeah. we haven't done a lot of shotgun. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's a reason behind it. Again, it could be the fact that we could be not quite sure of our cards. Not, but but like you're you're saying mate, it's just like times yeah. now, it's like if we're behind and we want to really like gain as much of the advantage what we're doing, we're gonna have to really put out all stops, like get Paul more involved, get him yeah. to run outside, get him to like do whatever, yeah. like get get look get more hunter looking there to kind of really solidify like the inside blocks. Like if we're yeah. uh, and that was our biggest problem, like one of the big things for fullbacks is like to give some extra backing to really open up the gaps in the middle. Like, that's one yeah. of the, like, especially if you're in I formation, you're basically using your fullback as an absolute battering ram. We didn't really utilize, look, Kaylee, maybe seen him for two or three plays and that's it. But the yeah. the, the joy of that whole game, we were in I formation or single back. That was yeah. it.
1: Yes. Yeah. So. The, the, that, that was one thing. There, there was a, a big. There was a good step up in terms of the fullback play on Sunday and the production there and, and, and the assistance there. That was good to see. But I completely agree. Hunter Lipke for me, hasn't been utilised, hasn't been explored anywhere near enough throughout the season. Mm-hmm. And look, I would absolutely love nothing more than to be able to look back twenty 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 2020 vision and say, do you know what? Mike McCarthy played a hell of a freaking hand there throughout that season. Because he noticed, he realised earlier on, we're probably going to make the playoffs. There's no need for me to put all this stuff on tape, save it for when it needs to be. Mm. But I struggle to accept that because now, like you said, you're having these kinds of games and it's affecting your team's psyche. Yeah.
3: Like
1: you said, everyone on defence... Spot
3: on, Rich. Spot on.
1: That's not what you want to have happen and if that was what's happening i don't think you'd be seeing that from your team because they'd be in on it
3: yeah like like the way the way i'm seeing Dallas as of right now super bowl not nfc championship nah, no if we do get home field advantage, then yeah, I think we'll probably win the, f- the first round into the playoffs. And after that, that's where the question lies. It's like, and we're basically back to where we were last year. Mm-hmm. And we, we don't want that. We want to progress from last year. We want to get to the next level. We want to get to the Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. if we're having five games in a row looking great and we're having a stumbling block against a team that or aren't doing as good as they, than they should be and really step up when it yeah. really matters, then that's a problem. That's a big problem.
1: Yeah, and agreeable agree with Basque there, and like I said, your best chance at that is just weird. let go by not winning the game. Yeah.
0: Gentlemen, we're nearly an hour and a half into things. Is there anything else you want to discuss before we do get out of here?
3: Brandon Aubrey, why not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> mvp 31 MVP. of 31 the record extended right.
1: I, yeah. I got i've got a mate in work who i've i've started getting into into the nfl and he's you know, he, he's starting to use the word we whenever the cowboys win or lose now so he's he's getting there i'm starting to yeah. starting to convert him the uh you know the subliminal messaging and everything's working but um Shout out to Carl if you're listening, randomly. I doubt he is, but still. Um, (laughs) One of the things he mentioned today specifically when we were on lunch was he brought up Aubrey. He was like, what's his name? I was like, Brandon Aubrey. And he was like, he's not Mister Kick, is he? And I was like, no, not Mister Kick all season. He's like, how common is that? I was like, really, really, really not common. I cannot stress to you how rare this is. Just, like, yeah.
3: yeah, in terms of right. field goal, in terms of field goals, he's perfect. He has a couple of he's, he has m- missed a few extra extra points, right. like one, yeah. Like, like, yeah, like he's missed one against the Jets, which again that was using their ball. You can use that mm-hmm. as an excuse, but but, t- but but in fairness, pure two two f- actual field goal uh, yeah. no field goals at uh, UATs with our ball are like in the situation yeah. after scoring a point, scoring a touchdown, sorry then yeah, that's the only thing. But other than that, Aubrey has been it's... so automatic when it comes to the field goals. Hitting it from 55, hitting it from 60 or whatever, and, that, and just like, see if it was the other way. Like, when you look at kickers in the past, like Dan Bailey, yeah, fantastic player. But when you look at the previous ones we've had, like the uh, Leg and Brett Maher and stuff like that, like, that... Mental block from the kicking game, I feel so much more at ease now with our like if we're on field goal, I don't have that stress about it anymore. Oh, really so, and you've
1: got you've gotta make twenty like Dak said it, you've got to get within sixty yards. He said we gotta you start off at the twenty five, we've gotta make fifteen yards. Yeah. Fifteen, twenty five yeah. yards. And it's probably in his range. Yep.
3: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> And the the most impressive thing about Aubrey's like this is his rookie season, right? Mm -hmm. He's with without a doubt the most richest sports franchise in all sport in history. Mm -hmm. Like more than the New York Yankees, more than Barcelona and Real Madrid, whatever the most valuable sports franchise in the world. And he's the kicker for him. He's not feeling that like he is cool under the pressure, home and away. In all weather conditions, from the slippery slopes in Philadelphia and Buffalo to the inside indoor stadiums, he has been absolutely fantastic. And it's, and and I said this: it's like the next jersey I'm thinking about getting is actually either Brandon Aubrey or Jake Ferguson. That's the next two jerseys I'm thinking about getting.
1: It's it's ridiculous because I was he, obviously he's asking me all these questions, and I said, "Look, this is really really rare." But he's the way he's doing it. He said, "What well, was it, Baggy? When I come out saying, 'Man, I got punted.' Well, yeah, yeah,
3: that, that's yeah. fair. That's fair, Le Bar Street. That's very fair. Yeah, that's
2: so. very fair. <laughs> he said, Look, yeah, for said, our audio,
1: down, yeah, he said they're all straight down the middle. Yeah, I said, yeah, they, there's not one that's that's it's, straight. Yeah. I said, it's it's you yeah. never you never see that. I, you you, I've legitimately never ever seen that. I, the, like, the, 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 how has he been? Playing like this before? How long has he been in the league? I said this is his rookie season. He never even played played American football in college. He was like, "What?" Yeah, just couldn't comprehend it. I said, "Yeah, he's sitting on the couch with his, with his missus one day," and she said, "Yeah, you can do that." Oh, yeah. he grew up down down the road, and now he plays for plays for the Cowboys, and he's like, "That's mad."
3: It's crazy. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So a big big shout out to Brandon Aubrey. Late, yeah, late, and Aubrey, we trust.
0: Automatic, Obrey. Automatic. And as Lebarski says, look, get, we, we, we'll we give the man his kudos. Brian Anger flipped fields repeatedly for us, and he needed to. Yep. Yep.
1: On, event event. Didn't punt to all the
0: you know,
3: you know what was funny, right? I said this to Meg on the World's Team. It's like I had a bold prediction that Sam Williams was going to make a play on special teams. Mm-hmm. But I, d- I didn't expect that of <laughs> to happen to actually go against us. Oh, All yeah. I'm hearing is Paul is now banned from making predictions for the rest of
1: the season.
3: Yeah, I'm not. Um, yeah, I think my cheeky predictions for the Miami, <laughs> Miami <laughs> game is out. The, uh, yeah, my, my cheeky predictions are going to be out the window for next week. I think I think I'm going to play it safe. Because yeah. <laughs> just, 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 just me and Meg always do a segment. What is the an unlikely scenario that could happen? Right, and I thought, you know what, I, 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 like, I generally thought Sam Williams on a kickoff or something like that, he would have like uh, caused a fumble and we would have won the ball back or something like that. But no, I I was not, I was not expecting that in terms of the the punt block.
1: Kind of, kind of right though. I mean, he was there, he made a play.
0: Yeah, I I mean, if 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 Sam Williams happened to be off his feet, there's a fair chance he actually does block that punt.
3: I
1: don't but know. a not get get the fly. You
3: know. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, the boss. Jeez, can we get end on a high note talking about
0: Sam? Sam's punt block. <laughs> <laughs> oh. For sure. But look, look, gents, As I say, we're over an hour and a half at this stage, and I suppose look, let let's get out of here, um, and we'll pay the bills before we do. Paul, if you want to give the shout out. Yes, guys, if you're planning on going to
3: a Dallas Cowboys game, be sure to go and check out cowboysexperience.com for stadium tours, game tickets, meet and greets, and much, much more. You'll get full-on packages created and tailored for you by the team at Cowboys Experience. And to get full advantage of that, please use the promo code UKCOWBOYS.
0: And what do you guess if you use the code, Rich?
1: Use the code, we get free
0: stuff here.
3: Yeah, you get free.
0: What do you do if you don't get free? If you don't use the code,
1: nasty man from Philadelphia gets her in the middle of the night. (laughs) in
3: In fact, you know what? I will end this on a high note. We didn't really talk about last night's game. Did anyone notice how sneaky Jason Kelsey is moving the ball? Yes. Did anyone oh, yes. know, did anyone notice of how bad like how bad MVP supposedly Jalen Hurts is right? Yeah. You, like yes. I, I, Honestly, like, like I, <laughs> I like I will say like <sighs> the referees are still got it for the Eagles. They really do. Lane Johnson yeah. once again jumping offside and not getting called for it. I'm just okay. like that's to me is the, it's going to be my biggest take of this whole season is why Lane Johnson, this one particular player, keeps jumping offside and Mm -hmm. hardly ever gets called for it and Hurts is injured. Hurts
1: isn't injured. Oh,
3: Oh, that's a good one, Joe. That's a good one. Yeah, so for our audio listeners, right, if you don't use the discount code for Kelbo's experience, we'll end up getting Kellen Moore back and you don't want that.
1: No, No, thank you. Hmm. Now the um the, the for me it's been weird the, the the ying and yang of holding for me this year has been Lane Johnson who
0: mm-hmm. doesn't
1: get called on when he does hold and then the yang of it is Michael Parsons who doesn't get called when he is held.
0: Mm-hmm. This yeah. is true. This is true. But look, gentlemen, it's time to get out of here. Uh, the. Mike and the guys will be along on Thursday night for the pre game show against the Miami Dolphins. Paul, I'm sure you'll be along for that. Uh should be, yeah, should be. Yeah. absolutely. But look, it is a good night for me. It's a good night for me.
1: And it's a good night for me.
0: Okay, oh, folks.